You are welcome to growth moments. Welcome to time of refreshing. Welcome to the season of strengthening. Every church needs strengthening. Every ministry needs to be stimulated for growth. Even your life as a leader needs to be healthy so that you can grow a healthier and lasting ministry for the Lord. Because the church of Jesus Christ should grow, must grow, and become better in the world. Therefore, come along in the journey, fasten your seatbelt, and be ready to experience the change you have long been looking for. As the growth leader of our time, Dr. Francis Bola Akinjong speaks under the anointing of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. And the Lord will preserve us beyond that time in Jesus' name. Let's go to page 15. Growth levels in healthy local churches. I don't have much time to do this. I just want to do it sharp, 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 sharp. So that we can close. If you want your church to grow, these are the levels of growth that are found in churches. And these are the level of qualities that are in your people. If you're a pastor, you really desire growth. These are things you should work on. There are some you should run away from. There are some you should inculcate into yourself and to your people. The number one principle or the number one axiom for growth in the church is that the pastor must want the church to grow and be willing to pay the price. The number two, the people must want the church to grow and be willing to pay the price. If we are willing to pay the price, pastor and people, then God can take our church through these levels. I'll start down, 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 down there. But I'll quote one scripture. First Corinthians 3, 6. It said, Paul planted Apollos water. Who gave the increase? It is God that brings growth. But for him to bring growth, the conditions must be right. If Paul did not plant, there will be nothing for Apollo to water. If Apollo did not water, there will be nothing for God to increase. Church growth is human and divine partnership. We have to play our part. And like that scripture I read to you, we are workers together with God. You want your church to grow? You work with God. In prayer, in evangelism, in training, in preaching, in outreach. There are things you must do. God will not do them if you don't do them. It is what you cannot do. The increase, the manifestation, the multiplication that God does. But you only do that when the condition is right. That old error that my church will grow when God wants my church to grow is an error. God wants our church to grow. Jesus died so that our church will grow. The Bible says it's not willing that any should perish. Why is it our churches are not growing? We are not doing what we should do or we are doing what we should not do. Do I make myself clear? Look at it down there. If you are targeting 100 members, 100 adult members in your church, these are spirits that must not be in your church. Number one, spectator sports church. What do I mean by that? In a spectator sports church, it's like you pay your fee to go and watch wrestling, or to go and watch boxing, or to go and watch a football match. You are just a spectator. The actors are on the field. They are beating themselves. <laughs> you just fold your hand. What connects you is just the fee you pay to come and watch. Now bring it to church. Any church that behaves like a spectator sport church, not only the pastor, they do ministry. The people are not concerned. The people are not contributing. As at that church, we remain under 100. 
Am I communicating? Then when there's no or no commitment, the people are not committed. Even the pastor is not committed. The pastor is not staying around. You know, I know a lot of pastors. They are always looking for greener pastors. They won't stay around. They are popular in other people's church. They are in their own church. They just do revival, revival. They have to grow other people's church, but at home, they won't stay around. Yes, sir. That church will not grow. You are not committed to that church. Even when your people are not committed, and you, your people can be committed when they don't see you committed. And when you grab the microphone, praise the Lord. Jesus says, in a little while, you shall see me. In a little while, thou shall not see me. I am informing you, my days are numbered in this church. Yes, sir. That church will not grow. People will withdraw their commitment because they say, Pastor will soon go. Pastor will soon go. We don't know any Olorubuku they will bring. Lone Ranger. Okay, if you are a pastor now, you are the one doing the ministry. You don't trust anybody. You don't delegate anything. You don't, you don't allow anybody to walk. You are the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. People will make me say, you are the one doing the Sunday school. You are the one doing the opening prayer. You are the one uh, arranging the benches. And even the engine. You are the best drum brimmer. You are the best organist in the church. You even sing in the choir. And you are the best announcer. You are the best preacher. And you are the best collector of offering and time. Oh man, it's a cool. I asked one pastor, why don't you delegate? Allowed, I said they will make mistake. I said let them make the mistake right in your presence. And correct the mistake. Or else you will perform. And this church will still continue. Pastors, you can't do work alone. You need to trust people. Of course, 90% of people will trust. They will disappoint. But you have to endure it. As, as men disappoint God. Man is still the method of God. God will not use angel. Now man will go use. Even though men disappoint him. If this one disappoint, he will go and pick another one. If that one disappoints, he will pick another one. He has decided that it is man I want to use. Angels are not qualified. Why don't you go and have that kind of mind? You want to build a church? A big church. A growing church. A healthy church. It cannot be built by one man. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. It's a combination of gifts and efforts. And that's what we are using in our ministry also. Oh, you see me doing the teaching. Before I do the teaching, do you know the work that has gone underground? There are people that didn't show face at all. You never hear their name. You just see them walking. They don't talk. Waka pass anyone? But I'm gonna know she All of you know Akijo 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 Unko. All of you know Akijo Unko. He share him on text with you. And tomorrow she just Akijo Unwa ra. Okpo lokpo ru ofe. Inje kinje kama kani outline me. Tori ah. Okpo lokpo ru ofe duty me lo. When there's no teamwork, you don't work with anybody, you are the one doing everything. Uh-huh. The church will never pass 100. Pastoral reliance. People rely on pastor only for prayer, for visitation, for counseling, for naming ceremony. Nobody can do anything. Else at that church will never pass 100. No ministry opportunity for anybody. The people are just contributors. I mean, they are not contributors, but consumers. No contribution of their offering and their title and all that. Yes, and they form cliques and conflicts and crises inside the churches. When your people bite each other, fight each other, either for position, for ordination, for title, for money, and he look me, he no look me where, he no greet me, he no greet me where. He becomes a family church. That's a church will never pass 100 level. How can you conquer that? 
training, teaching, example. Did you hear that? You want to take, okay, let me add one more thing. Spiritual warfare. Well, you see, when your people, 50, 40, 50 people gather together and they worship together, they have all these traits among them. Demon will rule among them. And many churches, what will kill them? It's not outside. They're already inside. The devil is already on the altar. They are pooping you go to. There are real warfare. They'll be throwing arrow at you. No matter how anointed. That's why I'm sorry for some of you that crisscross churches. You collect invitation here and there. Even demonic altar and tabernacle. You won't go and preach there. I went somewhere to preach many years ago. Many years ago. I've never been there. Not that I'm afraid. I'm using strategy. The moment they introduce me, they hand me the microphone and just say, Amen. You know what happened to me? This bridge just blew. I forgot my message. I even forgot what I was doing there. It's as if I have partial memory loss. I look at the Bible. I didn't see anything. I look at my message. I didn't see anything. Everything blood up. Hey! And it's my first time in that church. I've never been there. I say, hey, hey, where? I decide to use strategy. I say, you women on this row, when I say amen that time, you did not say amen very well. Stand up and shout 21, hallelujah. Shout it well, oh. So as they were shouting and shouting, within me I was praying, Lord, please, my message, my message, my message, my message. Are you laughing? It's a serious issue. My message, my message. You know, nothing has happened. I was praying. Then those women say, Esa is now 21. Ah, also it's 21. Okay. <laughs> you, you did not sound very well. Shout you. I was buying time. I was praying, Lord, my message, my message, my message. Help me. It's my first time. Ah, yeah, me, they're very old. Team of Wabi. Man, do you me? I'm lower. And those one finished shouting their own. Nothing came. I just heard myself. I didn't plan it. I just heard myself saying, I just point to one woman. I said, stop that nonsense. You don't try that with me or else I'll come and punch you. You can try that with a pastor. Not me. Even me myself. I was surprised. At what is coming out of my mouth? I said, leave me alone. Stop it oh. I was shouting at her. And you know, why I was shouting at her, the breeze blew again. My message came back. You know what I'm I try it, man. I I just quickly finish preaching and lead prayer and get out of that church. They call me back. I say, "Rara, Oluwani, mawa." That is warfare inside church. Yeah. So if you don't do warfare, your church will retain the same member for ten years. No new people will join. And if new people are not joining, it is demon inside. So most of us have not learned how to do warfare. If you want to learn warfare, I have two books on that. Overcome at the gates and spiritual warfare. Go and read them very well. Practical. And go and practice. There are a lot of demons inside churches. That's why churches remain small, lifeless, powerless, growthless. Number two. If you want your church to move to 250, 300, uh-huh, you must remove barriers. Now like that one I said. 
Any barrier, lack of love, lack of training, lack of commitment. You must use your teaching and your preaching. You must do workers training. You must train your workers. You must train your leaders. And you must discipline sin and fight sin and preach the truth. And there are people who hate truth in church. Drive them out of the church by prayer. Yeah, people who hate truth. People say, Pastor, you are too, you are too, you are too, ah, you talk too much about sin. If we don't talk about sin, what are we going to talk about? What brought us on all this wala? Is it not sin? So people like that, go on your knees. There are people you use prayer to drive out of church. You don't talk from the pulpit, you are gentle, you are cool like cucumber. Monikoko. Lord, this one is, is polluting the mind of people. Help me keep him quiet. And there are people that want to control your message. Eh, pray. And that's why you should be careful. That's why as a minister, you must have a source of income. So you don't depend on the offering and the title of people. Someone says, yes, sir, what are you saying? Don't walk, oh. The Lord says you should not walk. I don't walk. But go and have a source of income. I hope you understand. Don't depend on the salary and the emolument and the honorary and the gift to you in church. Go and have your own source of income. And I say, Minister, you must have four. A little, little, little here. Yeah. So that you don't depend on their tithe and offering. And you don't depend on somebody that is using money to shut you up in church. There are some individuals that give us money in church. And they say, Sir, yes, sir, sir, your message is too tough these days. You see, you need to. Oh, yes. The support will dry up, sir. Tell him, let the support dry up. I'll preach the truth. Because in most churches, people, people that hate truth, they are there today. Yeah. That's why. Go and pray truth, sir. Where only two people are, giving, are supporting your church financially. It's not a testimonial. It's testy problem. I'll give you just one simple revelation and wisdom. If you make the mistake, 80% of the money of your church is coming from just two pillars. You are in trouble. You are, you are foolish like the Philistines who built a 3,000-seater stadium on two pillars. And the two pillars are close to each other. One Samson can pull down those two pillars. 3,000 dead. That's why a lot of churches are in trouble. Because all the finance, everything. Two people came to you and said, Daddy, Daddy, I don't like what you are doing. You say, what is it? How ah, we are your son now. We are your son. We are here. It is through your ministry. Your prophecy. God has blessed us. We have money, Daddy. We don't. We are not happy with what you are doing. Say, so what is that? And this one, you went on announcing that you want to do something. And people should bring money. People should do all that. Yes, sir. No, no. So you talk to us first. We talk to us. Me and my friend, we can carry eighty percent, hundred percent of the money. And you went back home, shouting, "Hallelujah!" Something is worrying you. You don't know those are the people that will sac- that will kill you. Because today, when people bring their sacrifice to the altar, they don't leave it there. They tie a rope. So after some time, they shake the rope. After some time, they shake the rope. <laughs> if something happened, so you need to train people so that they can inculcate the right qualities. Hello? Am I communicating? Then your church can move to 250 to 300 members. If you want to move to 600, 800, those are the qualities you must inculcate through teaching, through training, through example. To sacrificial living. Uh-huh. Then, if you want to move to a thousand member, the same thing. And if you want to become two thousand, ten thousand. Once your church gets to two fifty, three hundred, Esther, 
you can become 10 million. Provided you know the right thing to do. Provided you follow this. Am I talking to somebody? But if your church remains at 100 and you are not moving up, surely you will move down. And once your church moves down, yes sir, it's like driving an aeroplane. Once the plane is ascending, fine. But once it starts to descend, <laughs> like the Ethiopian air crash, five minutes after it took off, about three minutes, the computer reset everything and turned it down. Research says that the two pilots they, in the cockpit, they were fighting. They were resetting it, resetting it. And yet the computer, the plane was gathering speed until it hit ground. And finish everybody there. Because it's on the way down. To bring it back was a halluva of a problem. The same thing with churches. Let your church be growing. And if you want to really grow a church, that's how you don't close your eyes. There are imperceptible things that are happening that you need to address. You address from the pulpit. And sometimes you call people one on one. You have to address. You have to relieve some people. Even if it's as important as your right hand, you may have, but it's a bad odor. You may have to relieve some people. So they don't poison the rest. And they don't poison what God wants to do in that church. But make sure your church does not remain at the same level year to year. It will take serious training. It will take reading books. It will take conferences. It will take your own inner growth also. It will take you listening to the Holy Spirit. Praying over the church. What should I do? What should I not do? Uh-huh. This one call, this one call. This one call, what is he doing? What kind of spirit is he spreading? Uh-huh. And you are courageous. You are wise. But you are bold enough. You are humble. You are sincere. But you own the church also. You own God. And you own the people. The opportunity. You know, church is like a, a small baby. It's like a small baby. You know, the way we train our children. You don't give them everything they are asking for. You tell them what they don't want to hear. Yeah, that's how to raise up a child. If you give the child everything he's looking for, the child goes, well, well, may I go kill you? The same thing with church. Church is our baby. If you are a good pastor, church is your baby. Of course, you don't lord over God's heritage. But at the same time, you train them. Consciously. Like if my child does something, I say, I'll ground you. I'll punish you. I'll seize his ball. I'll seize his phone. I'll seize everything. I see did it recently. He initially was doing like this. I said, okay, either you are my father or I'm your father. We will see. Monica, mama, mama. I know you're my father. I know you're my father. I know you know the first day he was doing like that. He was doing as if he doesn't need. By the second day, I leave the money. He came to my receipt. I'm sorry, sir. Money for what? For what? Within me, we should be where I'm a computer age. Amy, I'm a computer. I didn't answer. It was in the evening. And he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He even went and asked his sister, Help me beg daddy. And he prostrated on the floor. Ah, I said, Okay. Okay, I'll see what I can do. I did say I will do it too. Then he was asking for the ball. I said, See you. That's why you are a son. I'm a father. He said, where did you keep it in this house? And I can't locate it. Uh-uh. I said, I'm a father. I'm a father. I know how to keep things. And I catch it where he never imagined it could be. I know he will search for it. 
But I, kept, I just kept it inside my boot. I said, go and put the boy in my boot. He said, hey, I check everywhere. I didn't know it would be. I said, that's why I'm a father. Yeah, you have to train them in the right way. Of course, you are not, uh, you are not shouting, you are not killing, you are not beating, you are not biting, you are not doing all that. But provide training. The same thing with church. Church will always say, this is where we want to go. You are the one that will say, this is the way. And gradually by word, by prayer, by counseling, by advice, by, uh-huh, we direct them to the right way. So, always, if church has taken the life of their own, they don't fear your preaching again. They don't fear the word of God in your mouth again. After that church is gone. And you are useless. We should take you away and bring a better pastor. Hello? So if you want your church to move from level to level, those are the principles you follow. Those are the things you ingrain in the life of your workers. So before we go, let's go to page 13. Turning back to page 13. Women are men to watch out for in ministry. We hope you have been richly blessed by the message you have just listened to. All you need to do now is to adjust where necessary and keep on glowing for Him. For further growth and empowerment, you can email Dr. Francis Bola Akinjong on akingrow at yahoo.com. And to know more about International Church Growth Ministry, read Dr. Akinjong's articles and listen to more messages online. You can log on to www.churchgrowthafrica.org. God bless you as you keep on building a lasting work for the Master. Jesus is Lord.